0: It's really amazing how fast the year can go by because two minutes ago, we were on January 1st. We were happy that a new year is here. We were happy about the goals we set and who we wanted to become in 2023. And in a matter of days, we are entering into a new year, 2024. One thing that is very special, right? It's how when a new year is coming, there's just this feeling, this sense of newness, of growth, of anything that's possible. People are setting goals. I mean, not just people, I am setting goals of who we want to become, where we want to go, habits we want to develop, how we want to live differently from who we were in 2023. And this is good, right? This is beautiful. But I always say that a new year is not automatically going to change your life. 2024 and 2023 are just a few seconds away and the days the hours the weeks the months are going to carry on like any other year no special occasion or no special year is going to give your life a turn around if you don't do that work if you don't apply yourself that is like the key takeaway from today's episode Hi friends, welcome to the Growth Roadmaps. I am your host, Bibiana Jesse, and in today's episode, we are going to talk about some positive and negative habits you need to develop and drop respectively. As I've said in previous episodes, the next few episodes are all part of the series that I'm doing on how you can live a different and a better life in the coming year. So if you're excited, grab a popcorn, have a seat because it's going to be a long ride. Don't forget to leave us a review, a five-star rating as it helps with the show. Don't forget to share this with your friends, your family, your colleagues, anybody that might benefit from this. Don't forget to listen to the very end. I believe every part of this podcast is extremely important. So let's get right into the episode. No matter how big our goals are, if we don't have the right attitude to match those goals, they're just wishes at this point, right? There are certain habits that's derailing your progress, that's stopping you from being the person that you're meant to be, being the great person you're meant to be. And if you don't, address these habits and work towards them it's going to be like every year you write goals you don't do it you write it again the next year you don't do it and you keep wondering what's wrong with me but maybe there are certain habits you have that is preventing you from you know doing the work and putting yourself out there so I'm going to zoom straight into this session by talking about some of the negative habits we need to drop in 2020. I'm saying negative habits because they are habits that hinder our progress. Sometimes you know that I have this problem. This is what is disturbing me. Like I want to do this, but I'm so shy. I'm this and this and that. You know those habits, right? So even if I mention, let's say 10 or 5 habits here, you don't see any of those that you have in here it doesn't mean you don't have any habits you need to drop what you need to do is to sit down and assess yourself do a self-reflection think about all the habits that you have that you think is hindering your progress or you think you don't want to take into the new year when you envision the future you the person that is a boss person that is whoever you want to be they don't have those habits they don't have those tendencies. So you need to start working on them if you want to get to that person you want to be. So self-reflection is key. I may mention things that maybe I feel like I need to drop or things that I have dropped so just also do a a self-reflection on yourself and write those habits down start working on them these habits are not going to go away in a matter of days or weeks or even months or years for some of us it has been like our lifestyle our habits for so many years if you're 25 you've probably been living like that for 25 years so you don't expect to be able to drop the habits in a minute or in a day so you need to have a lot of grace and patience for yourself the first step is identifying that i have a problem this is what i want to work on if you are at that stage you're already 50 percent done because some people don't even know that they have problems and they are not willing to um, accept that they have problems so if you've gotten to that point where you've been able to identify and accept it you are well on your way so have patience with yourself and just slowly start building or start dropping the habits don't think it's all gonna vanish overnight just because you listen. To a podcast or just because you want it to go away i just wanted to say that so that you don't put too much pressure on yourself when we look at our lives especially like i always want to talk about our upbringing or my upbringing as a Ghanaian, as An African, how we are oriented in school, in the home, in our friendship groups, is very, very different. Most of us are not confident, outspoken, because of how we were brought up, because of how we were not allowed to talk or express ourselves. I am not like that. I am lucky to have come from a home where I was allowed to express myself, so... When it comes to talking, baby, I will talk all day. Like, I know how to express myself and stand up for myself because that's how I was brought up. And my dad was like that. I'm like my dad. But I know there are so many people that are not like that because of how they were brought up. And I'm not saying I'm perfect. I also have certain areas that I need to work on. Certain habits that are not good that I'm trying to drop and some that I have dropped. I'm just going to say that certain habits that you have, and it's not your fault. It's probably because of your upbringing your orientation, the school that you went to. I remember clearly like when I was in, was it JHS or primary? There was a time where our teachers, I think when we were in JHS 2 or 3, we were separated into classes based on the brightest to the dumbest. And this is like the, the silliest idea there is. So there's an A class. This is for all those who are brilliant. A B class is for those who are mid. Then a C class for those who are not that intelligent. Up till now, I don't understand, like, what was the reason? And this can have a very negative effect on the student or the child. Because i are telling the child that you're going to a C class because you are dumb. You are not intelligent. Because you cannot... Um, chew and pour because basically most of our education systems like chew and poor read what is in the book and write the exact thing for some teachers if you even try to write in your own words they give you a wrong mark because it's not what is in the textbook i believe that we have different kinds of smart we have people that are tech smart people that are art smart people that are street smart people are still being called and told they are not smart because they cannot chew and pour or just read and write exactly what's in the book it hurts my heart and i know that for so many people this can have an effect on them growing up as a child in a Ghanaian school, if you are not, quote, smart, it's a it's a struggle. I didn't get to experience that because, in quote, I was considered one of those, in quote, smart people. But I saw how some of my colleagues lived, how they were being made fun of, how teachers used to insult them and berate them and say all sort of things in front of the class. And this can really affect you. But at some point in your life, you need to stop blaming everybody even though there are people that would hurt you that will make you who you are at some point in your life as an adult you need to take responsibility for that and heal i have a friend that still hates um one of our teachers from school because he said certain things to him and he still feels like i hate this he made me like this i am not saying that his experience is not valid i'm just saying that at some point in your life you need to let go heal and move on because that person doesn't even know that they have they had that impact on you i think for me one of the habits that i have recently started working on is people pleasing and i know that i think a lot of africans a lot of Ghanaians have these habits because like we want to be liked some people hate not being liked. the fact that somebody doesn't like you is so uncomfortable why doesn't she like me why i'm such a nice person we always want to be liked i don't know where that came from because honestly speaking you can't be liked by everybody in my head i think i'm an awesome person i'm great i'm such a good friend a good daughter a good sister all the above a good worker a good boss but it still doesn't mean that i'm not the villain in somebody's story it still doesn't mean that somebody doesn't hate me Somebody feels like this girl, she's too no, she's all over the place. And it used to bother me, like, if somebody left a negative comment, if somebody said something that triggered me, like, it used to, like, like. Why I think I'm doing everything right. Why is this person still saying this about me? And now I'm like, why do I even care? Like, your opinion of me doesn't matter. Like, it literally doesn't matter. Your opinion of me is not going to buy me food. It's not going to do anything to me. Honestly speaking, when you think about the concept of people pleasing, it doesn't make any sense. But I understand. I understand. Okay. Because being liked is a goal for a lot of people. But trust me, if you want to be liked, if you want to please everybody in your life, you are never going to please yourself. Because if you put 10 people in front of you, each of them would require different things from you so imagine trying to please all those 10 people what do you put yourself then how do you please yourself let me tell you when you start trying to please yourself you're going to displease a lot of people and you should be okay with that let me give an example when it comes to our parents right our parents they want the best for us they love us and all of that but that can come off in a different way right most parents would want their children to take certain courses or go into certain careers because to them in quotes, it's the safest there's job security it has status they can brag about their case to their friends oh my daughter is a lawyer my son is a doctor my third son is also a doctor we have three doctors in our family most parents that's why you're doing all of it. security is also part right but if covid taught us anything there's nothing like job security as a child, right, your natural instinct is to um, please your, your parents. So even though you know that deep down you love art, deep down you want to be a makeup artist, deep down you want to be a musician, you naturally just go along with them and become a doctor. And maybe you like it or maybe you don't, but you spend the rest of your life blaming your parents for making you go into something you don't love. I'm not even saying that it's not hard. Like, I was in that position where my dad wanted me to be a doctor. And me, I am so scared of blood. I hate the scent of hospitals. I can't stand hospitals. Like, even when I'm sick, I don't want to go to a hospital. This is no shade to any doctor. I believe it's a calling and I wasn't called. But I realized that that is my dad's dream. It's not my dream. I've always been a creative person. I w- always wanted to do things with my hand and with my head. I always wanted to be a creative person. And... I always wanted to be in a career where I wasn't doing the same thing because I get bored extremely fast. So, like, with the work I'm doing right now, every day there's something different that I'm doing, like... It's not the same thing every day. Every day is a different day. So I knew that I wanted to be able to do that. But my dad, I don't know where he got the idea from. Ever since I was young, he kept saying that I wanted to be a doctor. And at some point, I thought it was like my dream. I started to internalize this So I started growing and I realized that, no, I don't even like hospitals. Like, how is this even going to work? So when I was going to um senior high school, I went to change my course from science to visual arts. That was me pleasing myself, but it was very displeasing to my dad. I had to do a lot of damage control, try to convince. Him and try to let him know that that's what I want to do, it's going to work. It took a long time for him to accept the fact that I wasn't going to be a doctor because all his life he has waited for me to be a doctor. So I know that a lot of children, a lot of um, sons and daughters have had to give up what they wanted to do to please their parents. That is a very classic example. And for a lot of people, you don't get to choose. I know that people like me that were rebels and were able to choose their own path, but majority of people are not able to choose. There are people in friendship groups that maybe they'll go shopping right with your friends and your friends are spending so much money and to you maybe you want to live a frugal lifestyle you want to save because you want to maybe okay next day i want to buy a car i want to buy an, a house or maybe i want to rent an apartment to move out of my parents house so you are being very frugal and you are trying to save but because you're afraid that your friends will think you are broke your friends would laugh at you you want to fit in with your friendship group you go shopping and you spend as much as they are spending mind you these people may probably have sponsors maybe their parents are sponging their lifestyle they don't have goals like their goals are not the same as yours maybe they don't have to move out because their parents have bought them a house or they are peaceful in their parents house everybody has different goals but you want to fit in you want your friends to like you so you go and do something that you naturally wouldn't do because you are trying to be frugal because you want to fit in because you want to be like another form of people pleasing comes in the form of not doing things because you don't want people to feel like you're doing too much or people to just talk about you don't, you don't want to do anything to step out of yourself to put the shine on yourself because you feel like hey people will start talking about me, people will think I'm doing too much, people will not like me people will, like it's always people, people 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 they're trying to please people, and sometimes these people don't even care about you that much. I mean they'll talk about you for a few seconds or a few minutes or hours, but that's that they are more absorbed in their own lives than they are absorbed in yours so people pleasing you can go and read more about it there are several reasons or several ways that it manifests itself people pleasing is killing the potential of so many people and i don't want you to be part of those people so 2024 start working on your people pleasing another habit that i believe we need to work on in or live in 2023 is not taking things personally or not making things about ourselves. This is a habit that after I started working on, my life has gotten better. I'm able to sleep better. Like generally the quality of my life has improved because if you are trying to make everything about you, Trying to internalize everything and think that everything that's is happening is because of you. You are always going to have anxiety. You are always going to feel bad because if somebody does something, it's your fault. If somebody does this, you're the reason why they did that because you're not good enough, because you're this, and that. Like, you can't live your life like that. People are grown-ups, people are adults. They will do things, and most times it has nothing to do with you. That guy that is saying that he's not ready to be in a relationship right now, it's not because you're not good enough. Babe, look at yourself. You're a whole package. It's probably because you're not his type which is all right or maybe he has seen that you're not the type that he can play with so he's not even gonna go there which is good for you or maybe he just is not ready to be in a relationship and you should listen to him and move on right instead of sitting down and crying and thinking why instead of sitting down and thinking why doesn't he want to be in a relationship with me am i not good enough am i not pretty am i not this like trying to blame yourself for a grown man not ready to be in a relationship, baby. Just just drop it, okay? You are a whole package, and if you meet the right guy, he's going to appreciate that. So stop crying, stop blaming yourself, stop making it about yourself. Another example is you have a friendship group and they decided to sideline you and do something without you. Yeah, I know it's hard, but just live your life. I know it's easier said than done because I've been in that situation where somebody said, just live and I'm like, how can I just live? I can't just live. So I know it's not as easy as I'm saying it, but what I'm saying is that we are adults now. People know what they're doing. And if somebody doesn't tell you something, it has nothing to do with you. If somebody, if something happens, like don't internalize everything and think because you are not good enough, because you are this and that, because it's your fault that grown-ups are doing what they are doing. There are times where it can be your fault. And even with that, if they've not come to you to tell you that you did this and that and maybe you should apologize or you may feel this way and they are acting up. If you want to talk about it, you can go and talk about it. But just leave it, okay? I'm not saying that be nonchalant or don't care about people. But I'm saying that don't let the actions of other people affect you to the extent that you can't even function. And I know there are so many people like that. Now, another habit that I think we should leave in 2023, which is a big one, is procrastination. I know that a lot of us, are habitual procrastinators. Myself included. There are times where I know I have something to do, but I will wait till the very last minute and rush through it. And I'm like, why are you doing this? You had all this time. Why? It's something that I'm really, really working on. And for me, how I'm able to work on procrastination is by having a list, a to-do list and time blocking. So even if I don't want to do the thing, I'm like, okay, I'm blocking two hours for this activity. I'm going to do it. And then when I'm done, I reward myself. So things that I don't to do when i'm done i reward myself so maybe i reward myself with my favorite show or maybe buy myself a dessert different people have different ways of fighting procrastination find what works for you but procrastination is not okay you can't procrastinate on your dreams your future self is waiting for you and you are there sleeping around and not doing anything laying around in bed being lazy when you know you have things to do sometimes you have all these dreams all these goals but you just don't even know where to start from and when it gets overwhelming you just procrastinate it's like some of you you wrote that i'll go to the gym but until now we haven't even seen you step foot to register You've procrastinated up to the end of the year. And I know that in 2024, you would write again that you work out, but you never step foot in the gym. We need to stop that. Some of us, I, I'm not even saying some of you because sometimes I'm packed. When we say we will do something, we don't do it. Like, we keep promises with others more than we keep with ourselves. Like, if you tell someone that I'm meeting you at five, five on the dots. 4.45 you are there but when you tell yourself i'll be going to the gym i'll be working out i'll be eating healthy i'll be taking an online course to improve my communication you just forget i even wrote it and you never do it you don't keep promises to yourself which is a bad habit if you want to go far in life if you want to achieve your dreams and your goals you have to be able to stick to the goals you set you have to be able to keep promises to you. the last thing i'm going to address is not loving yourself enough when you love yourself you know that you deserve only the best and so when you write things now you will stick to it you will stick to it because you know that by doing these things you become a better version of yourself. One of the habits that is also very, very important for you to adopt in the coming year is to set boundaries. And boundaries are basically like limits and rules that we set for ourselves within relationships. You can even set a boundary with yourself because you are in a relationship with yourself. I think it's a topic that I need to like dedicate a whole episode to because I've gotten questions from people from previous episodes where they're like, what are our boundaries? How can I set boundaries and all of that? And this is something that most of us are not taught, especially in a Ghanaian house with like, what are boundaries? Nobody cares, right? But it's very, very important. And a lot of people feel like boundaries are too strict. It destroys relationships. But no, boundaries help relationships thrive. Especially healthy boundaries. After 10 p.m., I don't accept calls. So... The people that I talk to on the phone, I tell them, if you call me at 9.50 or 9.55 or 9.45, I may not be able to answer it because I will be getting ready to sleep. It may sound strict to people, but then when I tell people, then they start calling me earlier. And that's not me being strict. That's just me telling you that, okay, this is how my day works. Or this is how my night works. So if you want to be able to speak to me, call me earlier. So find what works for you, what makes sense to you as a boundary. Let the people in your life know. Be a friends, be your family, be it people you are in romantic relationships with, and stick to it. to adopt in the coming year if you're not doing that already is journaling listen journaling has changed my life there was a point in time where I was going through so much emotionally and I couldn't process what I was going through. Like there were so many different things that was coming together to make me feel how I was feeling. I was anxious, I was having panic attacks, I couldn't sleep. So I used to journal on and off. I wasn't journaling at that time, so like it became worse. So I think I spoke to my sister and then it was like try journaling. And then in my head I was like, ah, "I used to even journal. Why did I even stop?" So I started journaling again. I started putting everything on paper, writing how I feel and with time instead of getting better so i was able to have and okay this and this is what is disturbing me okay can i do something about this can i talk to someone about this can i do i have any control over this no then let me just stop try and stop worrying about it so i was able to get an idea of all the things that were in my head that were disturbing me on paper and i was able to start working on it so th- one of them i had to have a conversation with my mom i had a conversation with her and i realized that it wasn't even an issue she didn't have any problem at all with like the decision i wanted to make and i was in my head worrying and having like anxiety because of that and she was like totally fine with the decision so journaling is also a habit that is extremely important as you step into the new year get a journal get a notebook and even if you're not going to be consistent try and journal like two or three times every week to write what is happening with you how you are feeling what you want to do how your day is going like everything it's more like a therapy session but with yourself and there are times where i'll pick my journal and go back and read and realize wow i've come so far because there was a time where i was going through this i thought i would never be able to come out of it but i've been able to come out of it so generally is something that i would definitely recommend you try A few other habits that I want to prioritize once again self-care so i really like seeing people that take care of themselves it's just like whether it's a woman whether it's a man it's i just love seeing it, somebody that takes care of their hair their nails their body like how they look people that they invest in how they look they take care of themselves it just makes me so happy and i am in that space where i started doing these things and it makes me feel amazing like when i do my hair when i do my nails when i'm put together like trust me i'm a homebody all day i'll be in my pajamas i'll be in my sweatpants but when I'm going out and I'm put together I have my makeup done my head and my nails done I feel amazing so self-care is something that I want to continuously do in the coming year and it still goes back to prioritizing yourself and loving yourself. When you love yourself you want to look good you want to smell good you want to feel good and so you do some of these things to make that possible so if you don't take care of yourself this is your cue to start doing that in 2024. Whatever that means to you for some people, it may be as simple as just you know meditation, quiet, being quiet in their own space. For some people, it may be when they have they go to the spa or they do a facial. Anything at all that makes you happy, that makes you feel like yourself, that makes you feel like oh, I'm like I feel like a different person. I feel good. Just invest your time and energy into that, even if it's like once a month. Another habit that something that I do, something that I'm truly passionate about is acts of kindness my small way of being able to support others being able to help others and acts of kindness is not just about giving money it's about giving your time giving your words sometimes somebody just needs that word you tell them like they just need that word of encouragement they need that compliment they need that smile that's all they need to make their day a better day but because we are not conscious of um, because we are not conscious of these things we take it away from people without even knowing that it could have made such a huge difference to some of these people we meet. So it's something that I'm going to be very conscious about. I do more of the money and gifts kind of acts of kindness, but I want to be more open with my words, with my smile, with my time, with my energy, but also being mindful of not allowing just anything into my life. So it's something I'm going to be very conscious of. Like you see somebody on the street, a stranger, you compliment them. Sometimes you have no idea how far that compliment is going to go. Don't hold off that compliment. Don't hold off that energy that you can give to people to make their day a better day because i remember one time i was walking and then somebody was like you are so pretty and i couldn't stop smiling i was like i i don't even remember how the person looks but i still remember how it made me feel anytime i remember it i still feel good if that person had decided not to give that energy that day I, i'll not even remember that somebody saying that could have made that much of a difference to me especially on social media as somebody that's on social media that can be bullied and people say all sort of things let's be mindful of the energy we put out there even if we have criticisms to give even if you have corrections to give let's do it in a loving and kind way because the people behind the screens the people behind the accounts that you see are human they are human beings with feelings and emotions just like you what you are telling them the insults you are giving them the curses you are giving them if it was given to you you would not appreciate them so why are you giving it to somebody else One habit that I developed um, in a couple of months, and it's something I'm still going to develop or work on in the coming year, is prioritizing my sleep. Listen, right now, at 10pm, you will not find me. At 9.45, you will not find me. I am going to bed. I am going to sleep. I love sleep. As someone that used to struggle to sleep, I haven't been able to sleep well in like, the past two days, and it's been messing with like my whole day and my system. Because like in the past couple of months, I've been sleeping so well. And I am now aware of how important sleep is, how, imp- how it affects almost everything in your life. When it comes to sleep, I am going to sleep. When it's time for me to sleep, I am off. Um, My phone is on, do not disturb. My pillows are propped. I'm in my pajamas. My blanket is over me. My fan is on high. I am gone. It's important to prioritize sleep. As much as there's this whole hustle culture of hustle, 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 sleeping is for the weak. Sleeping is not for the weak. Sleeping is for the strong. If you want to have a strong and healthy system, you need to be able to sleep. i think i've said so many things in today's episode habits that i want to leave in 2023 if i could leave them a step i would and you should too and then habits that i want to develop or work on or continue to improve in the coming year 2024 2025 whatever year that you're listening to this and i hope that you've also done your self-assessment and you are aware of the habits you want to leave and habits that you want to Develop and adopt. There's still a lot more that comes to mind. If you guys want a part two, let me know in the show notes, leave a comment, and I would do a part two for you guys. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. As always, I'm Viviana Jesse, your host. And I had such an amazing time recording this episode. I really had fun recording it. And I hope that you'd also have so much fun and learn from it. Don't forget to leave us a five-star rating and a review as it helps with the show. And don't forget to share this episode to your friends, your family, to anybody that would benefit from this episode. So another episode. Goodbye.